Hey ballers, welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where we talk about the latest in sports tech and pop culture. This is Mark, and along with John and Pete. As a kind reminder, if you like what you hear uh, or see, please hit that subscribe button. Tonight, we welcome back to the podcast, Kate Fox. Good evening, Katie. Hello. We're back. This season Yay. five, guys. Woohoo! Five. Congratulations. Totally not season rusty five. at all, guys. Totally not, rusty not rusty at all. all. Yeah. No rest. No rest. I was I was hoping I could produce this time, but I'm still not ready. Am I seeing certain <laughs> things? Is John frozen? Many babies. John does look a little frozen. Uh, John, you're frozen. Uh, it's frozen in it's time. Fine, my internet's gonna totally do, be fine. Totally fine. Totally, totally fine. working. I, I don't want to do anything that the AI will capture as a clip with you frozen. Although you're you're very you're smiling right now. You have like a very that would be a very good smile on your face. That would be a very good, good AI topic uh, backdrop right there. <laughs> if only we well, knew some people in IT. Because Pete do because th- Pete makes me do things. You know, <laughs> I make John's internet very sad by me not hosting the podcast. My internet very. Sad. I'll just I'll just oh, be standing here while you guys talk. That's fine. Oh, oh, there's, oh there you go. Hey, hey you're there back. We go. Hey, you're back. Hey, yay! John's back. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back from the break. Uh, John, how we been? I bought a car this weekend. Ooh, I. I don't know, that was pretty cool. Well, my, my car itself was old and I had to turn it in because they require it <laughs> back when you lease. <laughs> and, um, oh. So I thought I was going to get an electric car, but I ended up not uh, because cars are expensive. And cars so I got what I got for. Electric cars but I really are more like expensive. it. It's blue and it has a really Ooh. big screen. And Ooh. I love technology in my cars. So yeah, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> These are, you, these are the things that I choose how you, cars for. How are you, Color. Mark? <laughs> don't, you, don't you love, like, yeah. we're, we're, we look forward to, oh, it has a big screen. I know, exactly. Yeah, you can plug things <laughs> into it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, once, uh, John, you'll, you're going to recognize this. So you get so used to that big screen. So I rented a car during the break when I was in California, which I'll get to a little bit. And okay. that car did not have a big screen. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to use this car now. <laughs> <laughs> how does it drive yeah where are all the screens <laughs> where are all the screens anyway yeah my break i um, it was it was screens great gone yeah where are all the screens gone um <laughs> i spent a little bit at home at a little staycation then i also went to california to visit a, a friend who just had a baby uh she lives just north of los angeles so Ooh. we had i had a lot of vitamin d that particular week <laughs> it was great and then I come home and it's, we got a giant ass <laughs> snowstorm. All the Sucks vitamin D here. went away. And yeah. a giant ass rainstorm. Yeah. And it makes me want to move to California. <laughs> Pete, are you sleeping yet? Are you sleeping yet, buddy? No, of course not. Sleep is for the yeah, week. Pete, how are you Stay doing? Strong. <laughs> um, I, I know, I know it's, it's not really part of this, but give us an update on baby warning. <laughs> <laughs> To give you an idea, I don't know where my phone is. I got home, there was a screaming baby while feeding, and I still don't know where my phone is, and Steph's calling it, which I'm getting on my watch. <laughs> and you can kind of see how my brain is working right now, or yeah, not working. Yeah. So You're that's like, that's how a life is. <laughs> yeah. I slept almost six hours last night. It was incredible. Oh, that is incredible. Wow. I was just like marveling exactly. at how handsome your son is. I was, I was showing Jamie the pictures that Steph sent me this morning. He's very cute. 
He's a cutie. Very nice. Anyway, uh, let's let's get to know our friend Katie a little bit better. Mrs. Fox, most of our listeners know that you were our inspiration for starting this podcast, and we like to focus on some of yours. So please give us a little snippet of how it's going in the exciting world of podcast hosting, promoting, and educating, and maybe give us a little tidbit of what's to come with the VHS Club, the Flow, and all of your other various projects. Oh my goodness. Great question, Mark. Look at you guys. Uh, I'm having a blast. I, so the Flow podcast is, uh, we've been doing for a year and a half. I do that Ooh. with uh, a co-host who works at What's Ecamm up, with me. What's up, Doc? <laughs> he has taught me so much and it's been so like unbelievable getting to have on some of the like top names in podcasting and video production and and people who own all of the cool podcast tech and tools and everything out there. So I've been just soaking in all the information. <laughs> I'm heading out to Podfest in um in hopefully sunny Orlando at the end of the month. So Podfest. More, what yeah. Is that? So fun, fun updates coming. It's a huge podcast um conference and event that happens every year. They do a global uh, event. They have a really amazing community, and this is my first time going in person. So we've sponsored a couple of years, but the global hmm. uh, virtual side of it. So yeah, I'm excited to learn a ton more. Doc is speaking, so I'm going to go support him. And we're doing a podcast or meetup at Disney, which is like, I mean, you can't go wrong. So <laughs> excited about that. Uh, on the VHS Club side of things, we've we've just been having a blast. We uh, we are almost at a year. Uh, Ooh, of podcasting next, yeah, next week, which awesome. will be really exciting. And we open a website, so you can now swing by the vhsclubpod.com, which was really fun. And yeah, I don't know, just yeah, having a lot of fun and continuing to review movies. And it's been our live audience has been steadily growing. So shout out to our uh, who we now call the Tater Tots, our, our live crew who get to <laughs> nice. hang out with us every week. It's yes, good name, good name. The Christian Taters, yeah, yeah, the Christian Taters, yeah. I know they. I and what like are you audience, reviewing? What are you doing tomorrow? Names themselves. We're tomorrow is multiplicity, so we're in it. We. One of our tater tots recommended that we do Batman 1989, Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. So we did that. And in typical Batman. Katie and Nat fashion, we watched the movie and then we're immediately like, well, now we need to watch all of the Michael Keaton well, all movies. The Michael so Keaton the next movies, couple yeah. weeks are the so multiplicity tomorrow. And then next week, we're going to do Beetlejuice, which I'm really excited oh, about. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yep. Mm -hmm. A Keaton off. So it's like, by the way, it's like, it's like a Michael Keaton month. I was a big mm -hmm. fan of your Face Off episode. That made me want to watch the movie again. <gasps> face Off. Wow. It's such a good, I love that like, movie. Such a blast in the past. It's such I love a good that movie. movie. I rewatched it. I was like, this is terrible. And yet it's, I, it's terrible, so but good. it's amazing. It just, no, yes. yeah, so good. Yeah. They perfectly reviewed it. Definitely watch that episode. When we're feeling odd, Melanie and I always take each other's face off. We're just like, take your face off. You do oh, that. Yeah. You guys do do that. Like, yep. Yeah, we do that. It's a solid. It's a solid line. There's a lot of great lines in that movie. It's very yes. quotable. What what other what other movies do you guys have? Um, are there any we other Michael Keaton movies? Off. Like you have you have Mr. Mom, right? I know. Yeah, there's there's so many. Well, well what ends That's up happening is on the show. So we have this like huge um, database, our huge movie list. And it's, I don't even know how many hundred of, hundreds of movies at this point that are on the list. But what ends up happening is at the end of the episode, we're chatting, like we're sort of getting ready to sign off. And usually someone throws out a great idea or example, or we're like, what should we do next week? And so we're, we're always off track and <laughs> we are doing whatever comes to mind at the end of the episode. So I can't say I know past Beetlejuice what we'll do. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 been a lot of fun to just kind of like live <laughs> live choosing what the movies are and keeping oh, those yeah. things a little ad hoc. Oh, but this is the best way though. A lot more fun. I'm gonna yeah. need to check in for Beetlejuice Good. too. That's another. Classic. Oh yeah, I'm excited for the. I think I'm excited for the, the sequel. The sequel. Mm. Oh, that's right. They're doing a sequel. How? Yeah. Why? And Michael Keaton is reprising his role as well yeah. as Win- Winona Ryder. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I do like a sequel when it it's has like taught when us it's though OG that he's still cast. a great actor. Yeah, yeah. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, he is. Mean, mean Girls is coming out with a sequel, too. I don't know how I feel about the Mean Girls sequel. I don't we, know we yet. May, John sent John We sent may talk a about that. I, yes, yeah, we I might. Oh, I very well oh. might talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> little teaser right hey, there. We're not going to that too much. A little teaser. Right, right, I, won't an, I won't answer that one. No, I'm not answering that, Mark. Spoiler alert, I'm, we're going to try to make Stephanie go with Melanie on Saturday, but she hasn't decided whether or not she wants to yet. Mm. <laughs> oh, I just realized I'm logged on as myself in the YouTube they do. channel. <laughs> yeah, I just, saw you, I just saw you do that weirdness. That's all right. I'm not judging you <laughs> too hard, Mark. You, you've been off for a while. I don't while. mean to be logged on as myself, but... You can be logged yeah, on as fine. yourself. I do that sometimes. You're just getting our... Getting our listener numbers up. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I, I do yes. that to check that's the stream absolutely. and also make sure we have I do one that. I usually do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm a month into parenting and I can't even read this because I'm too tired. Um, I thought it might be time to ask. Speaking of that, will I ever sleep again? Really though? What is the coolest adventures or activities that you've done with your kids? I mean, they're getting up there now. No, your son played Landfest with us like the, almost the whole time. It was incredible, which is That's like a bunch of us goal. playing computer games. Yeah. Um, so what are out. some other things that you guys did back when they were way little more like Liam size and now? Oh my goodness. How does that change? Well, when they were way little, and I will, I know new parents hate advice because you just get so much of it that it's overwhelming. But I will say, when, when they were really little, I forget who told us this, but they were, someone told me, take them everywhere when they're really, really little. Even though they don't remember mm-hmm. it, it just like, just bring them everywhere because they're free to fly with you and they're, they're small enough. And like, so, so we took, yeah, we took them everywhere. We, we traveled, we went back and forth to Canada, we traveled across the States. Um, okay. We just, took them everywhere. We went out to restaurants. We went out to, to do things. And it it was just not, it was sort of freeing. I mean, we didn't stay out a ton of time like we used to, but it, it was just nice to be able to kind of get out and feel a little bit more normal. Sometimes Sometimes it feels like you're just like in the house all the time. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. I, I definitely had a lot of friends who, um, who are really like super set to their routines and schedules. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm happy that we let that go a little bit here and there to be able to just kind of get out and have some adventures. And now I, I, my kids are at like such a fun age. You have so much fun to look forward to. I think like mine are nine and 12 now. They're so fun now. Yeah. They seem so so autonomous already. It's crazy. There's like all the things that they're into that they want to do independently, but then fun things we can do together as a family and, you know, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know a ton. We just, I booked a ski trip for this weekend, although it looks <gasps> like the weather is Ooh. not going to so, help me. I'm but. so jealous. <laughs> well, if you guys detour it up to J peak, they just got like multiple feet. Oh, I know, so but gotta, then it's been raining. So it's going to all disappear. But not up see. there. It's all snow, uh, but well, they're on the border of, I mean, they're, they're the border of Quebec and Vermont. Yeah. So true. True story. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why I went to California. My friend just had a brand new baby. Uh, mm. little, little boy named Declan, uh, nine oh, months old cool name. and, uh, while I was there, I mean, I was there to help her out a little bit because, yeah. uh, she, she's a single mom. 
So oh, I figured man. I'd just offer some help. But we did some things too. Like we went out in the town. We, I, yeah. okay. the little, little nine month old Declan went to a Los Angeles Clippers game. Yeah. And we watched, oh, so we yeah, watched basketball How until do do? late in the night. Uh, but he did pretty well, but I will okay. say this. Uh, he he stayed up pretty much the entire game, even wow. though it was way past his bedtime. <laughs> huge, and, fan, and, huge fan. <laughs> and think about this. Yes, he's he's become a huge basketball fan now. But there's so much stimulation going on oh, in yeah. basketball and a live mm-hmm. NBA game. I mean, oh, you're yeah. you, you've got all these lights and all these sounds, and it's mm-hmm. it's all brand new to him. And people uh, now. One thing that I did was I got a suite. So that, ah, or I, I got us yeah. into a suite, yeah. so we were able to move around a little bit than just being a little crammed in a little little seat. And we walked around with him a little bit. He did fall asleep right before the game ended, but I was pretty much just <laughs> I, I let mom just have her fun because she's a big basketball fan. So yeah. I, I I took little Declan and I was just rocking him back and forth, but I made sure he wasn't facing the game or mm. any other kind of stimulation, and he just gradually fell asleep. Oh. But he did pretty much stay awake for the whole game, which was kind of <laughs> impressive because I fell asleep, I think, in bad halftime. Amazing. <laughs> Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Great job, Uncle Mark. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's fantastic. the one thing I feel bad about me visiting her, though. I think I completely screwed up his, his sleep schedule. Like, that's at, obviously at that age, something important. He'll get it back. It's fine. It's solvable. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. actually have one. It's, it's a lie. I know. Yeah. I feel like so much of that is for the parents to like reclaim that level of normalcy more than it is for the actual kids. But yeah, there is no it. sleep schedule for Liam. Yeah. You're fine. All. He's it's so little. Early. He doesn't have any circadian rhythm yet. What is that? <laughs> he sleep. He sl- Declan sleeps through the night though. Like was sleeping 11, mm, okay. 12 hours while we, while I was there. So wow. he's, that, he's that eight boy months ahead of you sleep. though, Pete. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> very, he's, he's far ahead. Hey, of, you know what? This is giving me hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hang <laughs> on to it. Give me something to look forward to a little bit. It gets bit. better, but man. He's, it gets better. But he's at That's such a cute better. size right now though. He's, well, I know. He was. Yeah, exactly. He's rocketing up the size. So I, I didn't know this, but month one to month two they go from like the 50th percentile goes from like nine and under nine and a half pounds to like 12 and a half pounds it's a huge difference and uh liam is definitely doing that right now he's like it's so funny yeah almost too good where he's screaming because he wants food all the time nothing wrong with that yeah (laughs) but uh he is now will no longer fit into any pajamas that were too big for him two weeks ago so now we're out of clothes already (laughs) well no okay we have some but like yeah it's like oh crap we don't have enough footy pajamas because he literally grew out of 10 of them all at once (laughs) (laughs) did you do that i feel like we did a lot of the rest of them get get a whole bunch of really cute ones and then just immediately take photos of them in like every single outfit because within seconds they've outgrown them you're like seconds yeah i hear you there we're trying to go through these this four pack of these really cute space footy pajamas and like each day we'd wear one and I swear by the fourth day they're getting harder and harder to put on. I was like, nope, we're done. I don't know. This is insane, but I appreciate your, your take on it. And I'm see, seeing your kids too, like as they grow up and just become like more and more adult human beings every day. It's, it's just, it's really cool. It just gives me so many, uh, so much excitement, I guess, to look forward to the, all that. Yeah. It's really fun. I feel like every, you know, they always say that like, you know, time goes by so fast and you should savor every single moment. But honestly, like every, every next phase has been like my favorite phase. Like I, it, it's, it's been fun. Like the process has been fun and they mm-hmm. has not gotten 
it has not gotten like harder all the way through. Like it, it's been, it's been a nicer, a nice progress. Now, Melanie, Melanie says that she um, misses the versions of Jamie that we don't have anymore sometimes. And you do, but mm. I wouldn't give up the version that I have right now. And I, yeah. at any oh, given yeah. moment, at incredible. any given moment, I wouldn't give up that version because she's just yeah. awesome. And, and, yeah. and yeah. I mean, everybody feels that way about their kids. Your kids are just awesome. And mm. like the little extensions of yourself where you get to teach them cool things that you find interesting. And they're just like, wow, because you're essentially like, you know, what you say is law. And so that's that's just the way it goes, man. Right. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then not that they want to listen, but if you say that the sky is green at three in the morning, they're going to believe you. <laughs> Mine why wouldn't they believe re- you right mine might ask me for yeah. references mine are in research phase they're like oh, wow well, you, yeah. need to ha- you need to you need to verify everything you could be lying anyone that's, could be lying to us that's fantastic anyone could be lying yeah, and our yeah, final um yeah. interview question for you katie um so i have some insight you're scheduled to go on a fabulous craft weekend in the next coming weeks with my wife and i thought it'd be neat to talk about the uh the event also besides (laughs) 3 a.m drunken beating with strangers what's one of the craziest things that's happened there (laughs) oh my goodness okay well so my favorite moment oh shoot i i left it downstairs because i didn't i didn't anticipate this question you left the moment downstairs um, i left the moment downstairs no i was gonna (sighs) give you a show and tell but Mm. uh but so the the majority of the fun of scrapbooking weekend isn't so much the scrapbooking. It's just the ability to actually be crafting with people that you think are awesome and all working on projects together. And then getting to go out and, you know, have meals and go out and head out into town a bit. So um, a few of us, including John's awesome wife, <laughs> got to go out into town. And in typical Katie fashion, I think I had like half a drink too much. I was not, <laughs> I was not fully Katie mode, but I was Ubering, so I was totally safe. But we ended up in a, in a CVS, which is a pharmacy, if you're not from this part of, of the country. And I impulse bought myself without fully even being aware of it or remembering it, this like gnome notebook that I was very sure that I was going to craft into a recipe cookbook uh, in the moment. So uh, that's my favorite moment. I did actually turn it into a cookbook, which is why it's a bummer. I don't have it to show you, but um, Katie, that's that's probably my craziest moment. And it's still one of my favorite things. So there's scrapbooking for the (laughs) scrapbooking for the win. Hey, yeah. I mean, you make it something. I think the idea of scrapbooking with your friends and in a big table in a big room, but the the idea of just like (sighs) at any moment you're doing that, a crazy woman could come down and do something like, yeah, as parents, it's nice to be able to just like the benefit of this is you can just leave your stuff and get up and walk away. So like, right, I feel like at right, home, right. you always have to like pick up the stuff and put it away or like someone bumps it or moves it or steals your scissors or something goes like awry. Whereas at this point, not your scissors. So yeah, exactly. <gasps> We're always dun, stealing dun, my scissors. And so many well, I swear to God, Melanie's most unfavorite thing about crafting is the part of the fun is to put your stuff out, right? And to organize it and to put it out and have yeah, it all out exactly. in front of you. Yes. And by the so time my poor, AD, my poor ADHD wife is done with that, and it's taken however many hours it's taken to get ready to craft, yeah. she doesn't have any more time. And so like yeah. me, unfortunately, she decided to marry someone with a little bit of anxiety and a lot of OCD. <laughs> I'm just like, you can't leave it out. Oh, God, why is it out? <laughs> so it's rough, right? She never so gets, to, never gets to get the full experience. Perfect weekend for her. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to point out something. John, you said a 3 a.m. drunken beating 
that's like beads as opposed to a yeah, beads. Not beads. It, it kind of sound yeah, like you like they beat each other up at three. Hey, what happens at craft weekend stays at craft weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. Guys, how many of cool. that? We're, for in, we're, into, we're into them here. If these balls could talk, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I even used the right English word. God, the de- go. my delay yeah. is really throwing me off. By the way, I don't think you guys yeah, hear no. me, and then you do five seconds later. It makes me sad. Uh, oh no sad face i'm i'm trying to get some faster internet but verizon won't return my calls when i'm like hey when 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 can i get the the, the fast internet they're like weeks jesus i haven't tried try back next week they say weeks try back the next week it's so soon it's weeks and i'm like that's what you said the last three times i used to have a boss that whenever there was a project he would always say it's we're it's we'll get it done in two weeks it, that's that was his default answer. It's like, well, that's done in two weeks. Mm. No one ever caught on that he kept saying two weeks. <laughs> oh, I would have. I'd have been like, like rolling timeline, like a month later, just two weeks. No, so that's what, that's the benefit of of John and I being really OCD. Is that, is that we have detailed <laughs> notes. We're like, oh no, no, no. On this date, you said <laughs> that it would no. be done. I, I wrote that shit. I wrote. I wrote that down. down. Yeah, I recorded you without your permission. <laughs> I have a, I have many copies. Yeah, look, the notification on my phone. <laughs> exactly exactly right. are we ready so to, to get the shindig going yeah well a little bit of an administrative announcement uh, in light of keeping the show a little bit more reasonable amount of time uh we will be actually john and i will be removing a topic each so we actually will be doing a total of eight topics as opposed to our normal 10 from now on um but you know we're still gonna have the same lighthearted fun with each other but yeah, yeah are we ready to kick off the shindig everyone yeah. yeah. By the way, Pete, I love how you picked up that. I've been constantly saying, are we ready to kick off the shindig? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Did I just say it too and Pete, not even realize you did. what you were saying? You did actually <laughs> say it. Amazing. Pete's just really, <laughs> Pete's really excited to be back. So you, you just <laughs> inception we're planted all excited in my to see head. Each other. It's been three long weeks since we've all seen wow. each other. God, I, I, need, I have no concept of time right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Breaking news. Breaking news. There have been a lot of changes announced uh, in the sport of American football. Now that um, Monday, the Monday usually after the last weekend of the NFL season is known as Black Monday. And we saw a few coaches being relieved of their duties, including Mm -hmm. Arthur Smith in Atlanta and Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders. Interestingly enough, the more intriguing changes have come in the last 48 hours, including Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, Pete Carroll in Seattle, and Nick Saban leaving the University of Alabama while announcing his retirement. Now, uh, there's still some looming possible moves, including Jim Harbaugh in Michigan after winning the national championship and the off mentioned on this podcast, Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. So everyone, what are our thoughts on the recent and possible impending coaching changes in the NFL and college football? Big shakeup this year, big shakeup. Yeah. So a lot of the moves that were, have been made were kind of expected. And there were a lot more mid season changes done this year than in, in, in years past. So Josh McDaniels and the the Raiders, Frank Reich, Frank Reich and yeah. the Panthers and Brandon Staley and the Chargers were all all fired midseason. I wonder if Frank Reich's gonna have another shot because I feel like he just kind of got I don't a raw. Think so. I think he got a raw deal in Carolina, man. I don't. I, I he think he got a raw deal, but he's not that good of a coach. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's a good at offensive coordinator. I was gonna say maybe he'll maybe he'll tack back on as an OC somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because I'd love to see him coach again. He's just cool. But I might be a Pete little Carroll biased. Pete Carroll was a big there. surprise, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, was, the Seahawks haven't been very good. 
But I mean, P. Carroll, the winningest they coach in playoffs, Seattle history, still. and they were good yeah, last year. I mean, year. still good. Um, Vrabel wasn't a surprise, though. It seemed that he was one of the more nice firings. They're like, Frabes is the best. He doesn't have a job next year, but he's the best. <laughs> and I think so there's a lot of I talk think that he might go to New England. That would be interesting. I could see that fit. Land on his feet and, um, for sure. He's a good coach. Yeah. I think he'll land on his feet. John and uh, and our buddies uh, fantasy football league that we're in, which uh, by the way, John was in the championship for. Didn't didn't squeak out the win, but man, incredible <laughs> season for you. It was close. Hey, you made it as far as I gotta I did tell the year you. Before, I gotta so. tell you about that. And this is okay. what I well, this I, is what I have to say. It got done. <laughs> sorry. And I was like, listen. I, I was like, listen, I can't even be sad because I scored 152 points, which is huge. I beat everybody else except for the guy I was playing. I was just like, yeah. Oh, well, that's as good as you can ask for. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, sorry, I was going to because I'm no, two seconds good. behind. I definitely <laughs> ran all over you. Anyway, in our league chat, though, we were, they were talking about uh, pinning Vrabel to Atlanta, which would be an interesting one because their coach got fired because Atlanta is not really doing anything. And maybe I, I don't know. Vrabel just is that going to make a difference for like Kyle Pitts? You know, them actually recognizing Kyle Pitts is on the Falcons. Because I'd like to see good that question. No, no one's on the Falcons. Good question. Except for Bijan, nope. and not all the time. Well, Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback. Atlanta needs a quarterback. I think this is true. Coach, right? That that is or true. Receivers. But I mean, and I guess they're they they're have receivers. Like, they do. They mm. they kind of have that middling draft pick though, where it's like towards the top and not high enough to grab that that guy. Mm. Unless there's a bunch of quarterbacks this year. There are. But where does Harrison not, go? At, the, at least mm. on the first round. Oh, I want I want Marvin Harrison to go to the Patriots. I really do. I, I want them Marvin to get a second. Are they really good enough to get Marvin receiver? Of course they are. They're gonna. I think they have the, either the yeah. second or the third pick right now. Dude, Patriots have lacked that top talent wide receiver forever. Forever. Not yeah, probably I would, since. I mean, he's the best Randy wide receiver Moss. in probably the last five yeah. five drops. Yeah. I mean, he's Marvin yeah. Harrison is is a game changer for anybody. Yeah. And I mean, I always knock the Bills for never drafting a wide receiver in the first round since Sammy Watkins in 2014, and that was like oh, the first geez. time since way before that. But. And we all know how that worked out, but at least they traded a first round to get digs, which kind of felt like they spent a first round on a receiver and got a great one. Who's been amazing for them, but I haven't seen anything, any kind of talent like that to the Patriots in a long time. It'd be interesting to no. see what somebody could do. I mean, would Belichick take advantage of that? Would a new coach take advantage of that? Yeah, no. we'll know. see. There's, there's Belichick been talk that the Belichick the Patriots next year. No way. But, well, you know, there's been talk that Belichick is willing to give up his GM duties, but still retain the coach. There's a there's a lot of talk going on. That's that's I mean, the only way I could see that working. Yeah, but I mean, it's been so long that Bill Belichick has been the coach. I'm sure that Katie knew that Bill Belichick was the coach of the Patriots, right? I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, I still go. live in the um in the Tom in the Tom Brady Bill Belichick Tom, world. Tom that's Brady. My, no, that's pretty much everyone. In, pretty much yeah. every, everyone in Patriots <laughs> Nation still lives that Tom Brady in the Tom Brady yeah. years. Yeah, he's still in the Patriots, right? Nah. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> don't make don't make Mark so sad. We like when Mark's not sad. Don't make Mark cry. Don't oh, it's all right. I've, uh, I've been crying Mark a lot cry this patient season. I mean, yeah. that's should. how I feel it, being it a Habs fan. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> like me. I said, oh, that's true. Season. I see. It's been a while since Mark, Mark, Mark been been the Giants. The Giants beat the third string of the Eagles, so that was good for us. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, good, good, yeah. You just missed Tommy Cutlass. Like the thirds. I know. Hey, oh, show, Pete stand up, me, John. Pete and Steph got me a Christmas present. 
That was a great. That was a fantastic shirt. I love that shirt. I and the fact <laughs> I, that you did the fact that you did the Italian salute yes. too, and then yeah. that picture was of course amazing. I did I, the Italian uh, salute. Who the hell yes. do you think I am? I yeah. so so wish that that worked. And I and I, I mean, can you be on the roster next year? Can they try him again? I really want to make that happen. I want to like manifest that to happen. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he did enough with a very limited chance to at least be in some conversations. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And speaking of a coach that you was know, in the hot seat, that seems like he's staying, uh, Dable, do you, does he like Dable wasn't really on the hot seat though? No, I guess not. Yeah. They'll probably give him another year to, to figure things out. I mean, you can't, like, you can't coach with half a team. Which is, Jesus yeah, Christ. What that's true. He's supposed to do? <laughs> and when you have like a, that Ole of an offensive line that just like let all their defensive players go and yeah, I mean, they fired all their offensive line coaches, so that was yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, I had a question for you guys. Does Pete Carroll deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Ooh, that's a great question. I think he does. He's got a good amount of wins, and he's he's uh, made a couple Super Bowl appearances and won one. I think I think so. If they just would have run Marshawn Lynch and that one play, <laughs> run it in. <laughs> It'd be run a it lock. in, man. Were, were we at Dan and Kate's? Or Kate, Kate, were we at your place for that I, Super Bowl? I remember we, it, but I, I don't. Maybe we I'm were at a Patriots Eagles one at your house. I remember that. I just remember the, we were the, the one that we had at my house. That was the one that went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk was, about that one. That was something. Yeah, yeah. this one I'm not allowed to talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Isn't it crazy though how it was so chaotic and not working for hulu then and now look at us you have exclusive games on amazon prime on peacock yeah, on everywhere paramount plus still... on espn yeah, one of the nfl app. playoff games I mean, gonna be on peacock exclusively this weekend they did another I one feel like it's I not it's still not we're i don't know it, it's like well, both better and way way worse <laughs> it's worse for accessibility but i will say the prime ones and the the peacock ones the quality is fucking amazing yeah yeah, yeah like that's 4k fair. hdr five like and all, all the stupid silly graphics where they're like well take a look at how many touchdown passes he's had in the last six years mm. and you hear you see these silly cg <laughs> graphics that go they're all in like surround sound silly. i'm like Whoa. Awesome <laughs> graphics. I, I love yeah. i love me some aws graphics baby in a world where there's a next topic so as we have now previewed, um, almost 20 years after Tina Fey's original movie, Mean Girls, premiered in theaters. Mm. Well, it's back, you guys. Uh, Fey, now 53, is bringing a reimaged and reimagined version back to the big screen based on the 2018 Broadway musical with a brand new cast. Uh, the movie stars Anne Gory Rice as Katie. Um, you've seen her, but you I couldn't tell you what you've seen her in. Um, Renee Rapp as Regina George, <laughs> reprising her role in the Broadway musical. And she's from things like Sex Life of College Girls, which actually was pretty funny. I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to butcher this name, but Oli Cravalho. And uh, you know uh, Oli Caravallo from Moana. So Moana's in this movie as Janice, as well as many others <laughs> up and coming stars. And so are we needlessly excited for what should just be another IP reboot? Uh, why do we think Faye, who's normally very choosy about her projects, is rebooting it? And is it because the real lessons in Mean Girls are still important 20 years later? Oh, that's an excellent way to phrase that. I, I mean, I think that they are still relevant. And so I, I didn't realize that this was a reboot. I knew it had a little bit to do with the musical. I thought it was still kind of just the same thing by like 20 years in the future or something like that. I, I did hear that Lindsay Lohan is in this movie 
and that um, Amanda Seyfried is also in that movie. I don't know if that's actually correct. Uh, Rachel McAdams is not, I think. Oh. I could be wrong about that. I'm looking okay. at the cast. I mean, although, right, there are probably so many. Oh, Jenna Fisher's in it. Jenna Fisher's okay. the cool mom. I always like her. But yeah, no, I. So are there, you're saying oh, like she's the Anna Georgia's mom, I believe. Mm. It sounds so. like a pure or reboot. She's, which, I don't know. Yeah. It's but a you're, pure Mark, you're it's saying a pure there, there are a bunch of originals that are like So it's going to be the same it? story almost and, and, and everything? I didn't see the musical. I didn't see the musical either, so I, I didn't see it either. I want, to, I wanted to. I, like I think to. it actually came over to Providence, and I, I wasn't able to to, to see it. Um, yeah, my understanding do, is I'm, the plot I mean, follows the plot of the musical, which I did not. Okay, see. okay. Um, am I, I excited to see it? I am personally. Yes. Go ahead, Katie. I was just gonna say, I, I, I struggle with this because my honest answer is that I would absolutely love to see the musical on stage. I hate the idea of them rebooting it as a movie. Like if, if you want to learn those lessons, they're still applicable and really well acted and really well produced in the original movie. And there are so many other ideas that exist out there that they could turn into a movie. So I, mm. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of theater and I'm all about like going out and seeing a, a movie being turned into, into a musical or into a theater production. But I don't know. There's something weird about like a sequel is one thing and a prequel like that. That's kind of fun. But uh, just to fully redo Pure it, reboot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. My, I, I totally respect. Like, I think Tina Fey is fantastic. I'm sure it'll be yeah. a good production. I'll probably watch it, but it. I don't love the idea. I just feel like there's other things. So, because be it's based on. on the musical, that mean there's song and dance numbers in this as well. Oh, that's a fair question. Oh, I yeah. just googled that, and it does not seem like it is a musical per se. Just, oh, just a like, okay. Kind of okay. a missed moment. I don't know. Like, just, just the, if there's yeah. a musical, I'm still excited to see it. I, I, I like anything that Tina Fey does. In fact, I recently saw a ver two of her more recent projects. One of them was, oh shoot, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get the name of this wrong, but it's where Hercule Poirot, uh, Kenneth Branagh is Hercule Poirot. Uh, the, the murder oh, in Venice the, or haunting in Venice? Yeah, haunting in Venice. It's the new haunting Agatha in Venice. Christie. Yeah, and then she just recently also came out with something with John Hamm called Maggie Moore's. Mm. Uh, which that was like a little, that was a, a, a mystery thriller, uh, having to do with a couple of murders of, of, uh, of, a, of a, two women, both named Maggie Moore. And I like both of them. And I, I don't know if was, I liked it because they were good movies or just cause I pretty much like anything that Tina Fey does. It's so fun. And you know, it's, you just saying that makes me feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I do love the, I do love the updated Agatha Christie, but like movies and and you know people have done death on the nile uh, you know in a, mm -hmm. a plethora of, <laughs> of ways over the last you know who knows how ever many years in both miniseries and movies and tv shows and whatever and i still i still like that but i i don't know i i don't know i would love to see some of like there's so many good books out right now and there's so many like fun movie options that could be turned into from books and plays and things like that well see that's the thing and the reason that ip is normally garbage um, because is willing to make a movie out of something that has a possibility of failing. Nobody is. And, yeah. and, and so this is the reason that we're just getting so much recompiled garbage. And so like mm. for a thing that's so still totally holds water, the original's great. For somebody, for it to be remade seems just like a missed opportunity. It's just like something that we don't really need, but we kind of yeah. maybe want. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I thought this, this was a sequel and not just 
doing the musical or doing the movie nope. over again. I, yeah. I would have been really interested in seeing a, just a that school 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think I, it's a missed opportunity in that it's not a sequel. <laughs> That's my feeling. Tina Fey and Tim Meadows are reprising their exact roles. And so they're being the mm-hmm. same teacher right. and the same principal. <laughs> I feel like it's going to yeah, be weird. So. It's going to be that moment yeah, of like the- watching it and being like, I really just want to be watching the original. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's a weird kind of deja vu there. It's and a weird deja vu. Other people cameoing. Why not just do an original story? I have a weird question then. Do we rather, and let's just say we get a Mean Girls, uh, a Mean Girls 2, do we rather a reboot or one of those weird 20 years later, the kids of the Mean Girls cast movies that they like to make too? Which one is worse or which one is better? Mm. Like, oh, I, I just think Katie Heron's really old and she story. has kids of her own. Yeah, spinoff story, right? I, they could have done a spinoff story. They could have done like... Absolutely could have done a spinoff. They could have yeah. done like taken one of the, the characters and... They did one too many American Pies and all of a sudden like <laughs> Stifler's old and Stifler's kids are doing things. Oh, you're like, I don't forever. need this at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I yeah. don't need this movie at all. They did yeah. a lot of American Pie movies. They did a lot <laughs> of American Pie movies. <laughs> <laughs> One could argue too many. <laughs> I will say shout out to Cadence for uh, for working on that, on Mean Girls, this uh, reboot. Although <laughs> I did not because it was all during when I was on paternity leave. So I missed oh, out. Oh, there you go. You missed out. You so guys you did this so much movie? More insight. Holy I mean, shit, we were man. Not the, That's awesome. We, we were not the lead studio on it, but we, yeah. we, we helped. It's still That's fucking awesome. cool. And it might just save your life. That's the power of the next topic, topic, topic. So for those that have been following baseball, it seems the Dodgers have an unlimited amount of money available and are essentially building a super team. In fact, Colin Cowherd of Sports Radio Fandom has equated them to the Ocean's Eleven of Major League Baseball. With recent large acquisitions of Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto and others as uh, not-so-large acquisitions, including Teoscar Hernandez and Tyler Glasnow. Interestingly enough, according to thesportsdaily.com, the Dodgers still only have the seventh highest payroll going into the 2024 season, thanks to the team deferring a lot of their money to later years. I can only imagine how much is being, their, their salary is going to be in 10 years from now, because they're literally that's what they're doing with a lot of their salaries. Anyway, so everyone, do we feel the super team in uh, in the Los Angeles Dodgers is good for baseball? No, no, it's so bad for baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad for baseball. This is one of those things where you look at a, a rule, right? And, and, and so they're following the rules, but maybe they're missing the point a little bit, right? <laughs> this is a maybe phenomenal experiment, right? This is a phenomenal experiment. I mean, Their team payroll, I what, think, in 10 years is going to be like $400 million. Oh I mean, it, the NBA it does took this. A Japanese, a Japanese guy. So Shohei Otani is like, it is okay that I will live like a regular rich person before I retire. He's literally going to take 90% of his contract after he retires. It's insane. It's insane. It's just why? And so, Mark, well, I, I know. He might still you, be playing in 10 years. Not at a level where he deserves seven hundred million dollars. Of course not. (laughs) Yeah. And and so, Mark, like, what what is the master plan for the Dodgers to have a billion dollar salary? What do they expect? (sighs) I mean, that I think that's the plan. They just want to get all the players. 
But it's um, I mean, listen, listen. The Yankees did did that in the Steinbrenner days, right? They they just Spent got a all billion the great dollars. Talent. Shut up. But how well did that turn out for them, right? It does it does it actually work? Like I I know nothing about baseball, but I I definitely know in the in the hockey world, not to this level. But you have you have teams that have way more money than other teams. But I, like, does yeah. it does it work to actually buy buy the best players? Like, if you have all of the best players. I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see like whether yeah. or not it actually makes it a good say, might not I would be. more say right. that it used to work. It used to work. Yeah. I don't think it works anymore, but it used to work. Well, I, I would say historically mm. it, it, it has worked, but only for like one year. So yeah, with the way it, that they're doing mm. it, I mean, they have, they're signing all of these big names for, on these long-term deals. So 10 years from now, they're going to be shelling out all this money for, for these players that aren't very good anymore. Um, so it, there's a short window in sports uh, a lot of times yeah. where, you, you know, all these, all the players are at a certain level at their, they're at the peak of their athletic ability. Um, and so to take, to have like a long-term yeah, there's view of uh, championship so. view is, is it's hard to do the last great dynasty. I'd say in baseball was the Yankees. How did they do it? They actually did it with a mixture of big free agents and homegrown talent. Mm. So while the free agents were kind of, for the big free agents that they signed, were kind of losing a little bit of their, their luster, the homegrown talent the farm, the, the, from their farm system, the Bernie Williams, the Derek Jeters, um, they, were, they were rising while the big names were falling. So that's why they were mm. able to, to kind of sit at the top of the mountain for so long. But that takes such intricate planning to to figure that out. Because I mean, you, you're right. You, you need a GM or manager that's working on that for like a ten year plan. Well, a little luck, and right? a, lot, a lot of luck. Yeah, a lot of luck. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I mean, to get the guy who looked like he was stuck in the '80s from the Cincinnati Reds, his name was Paul O'Neill. I mean, to get that guy and have him fit the way he did, the way he did in the '90s, that was just a. I mean, you'd say it was yeah. a masterstroke, but it wasn't because there was no reason that should have worked out as well as it did. And it really did. It really actually was, some people would say, maybe the thing that made them win at least the first one, if not the first and the second one. And so that was 20 years and ago, and the Yankees have been terrible. The so. other thing with these super players, <laughs> you're making a super team, and you expect them to all get along. Yeah, exactly. And, They're and, all prima donna jackasses. Keep their egos in check, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Team chemistry is a huge part. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's not always going to be like the dream team of 92 in the Olympics, right? When they've outscored everybody in basketball, like 150 to two. Well, that's a great example, Pete. The dream right. team in 92, everyone kind of set their egos aside because yeah. everyone was kind of the best, right? Yeah, right. They had nothing I, to prove. They're like, we're I, rem I remember there awesome. being a joke. There was a So Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan were all on the dream team. Oh, my God. And... So um. And and Magic and Bird, who had been friends for a long, long time, were playing a little shoot around. And Michael had asked them, "It's like, oh, can I shoot around with you?" And I, I think it was Larry Bird that said this because he liked to talk trash. Like, oh, you need to have at least three NBA rings in order to play with us. <laughs> and at that time, Jordan did not have any rings. <laughs> oh snap! But it was stuff like Damn. that. Like, and like they they were just ribbing on each other at the yeah. uh, a lot and. Uh, they sure. had a lot of chemistry, uh, that, yeah. that 92 team. I guess part of it too is that's great for a small tournament where you know, hey, this is not forever. This is a temporary thing. It's right. like yeah, a super exactly. group, right? Exactly. Like Crosby, yeah. Stills, Nash, and Young didn't last forever. Eventually, Neil Young's like, I don't need this. I'll just be Neil Young. <laughs> 
excellent example. So could, that, <laughs> could the same thing happen for this baseball team where uh, know, people want to get traded good elsewhere? Re- good and, reference, and Pete. Pete. Thanks. <laughs> very, very, very current too, by the way, Pete. Yeah. yeah you know, just. <laughs> Pete and I are just living right here in the present. We're not yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, no concept of time. Does anybody have the next topic? On New Year's Day this year, the unbelievable happened, you guys. Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse entered public domain, and AI image generators have never been so fun. So, now... Now, that's the only Mickey that's now public domain is the one from 1928, and newer copyrights of Mickey Mouse still haven't expired, and the trademark associated with it, to my understanding, is still in effect, saying, you cannot use Mickey Mouse in a way that misleads consumers into thinking your work is sponsored by Disney. So, in a world of AI image generation, as major figures like Mickey Mouse start to become public domain, what is the future for art, and for that matter, creativity, and what fun things do you want to create with Steamboat Willie? <laughs> <laughs> Pete, why don't you, why don't you answer that? What do you <laughs> want to I know that the day the copyright expired, at least two or three horror video games with Mickey Mouse as the antagonist suddenly appeared and were released. Perfect. Like the day that it happened. So, you know, it's, these, these people have been old. anticipating this for years, right? It takes a long time to develop a modern video game. Yeah. So. I got to tell you, man, um, Steamboat Willie is a little it's creepy. It's exciting. Yeah, Steamboat yeah. Willie is creepy and Disney oh. is also a little, like, I, I, oh, I would yeah. even be scared to be talking about Disney on this small sure. podcast. Like, I don't know if I want to mess with any yeah. of the Mickey stuff, even if it is technically in a safe space where we can use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Negative press is still press. No. Yeah. Negative press but, is still press. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. And uh, yeah, when you think about it, Disney, right, those early animations were all creepy as hell anyway. So Super walking those lines of like oh, yeah. racism S- and oh, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of... Tug and cheek, sexual yeah. innuendo, it was yep. all there. It was all there. I don't oh, know. It was Disney back in the though. 20s. <laughs> Yeah, and like when the and evil stepmother fell 50s. to her death, and the the crows went down and got her in the in Snow White. Like that was pretty oh, dark. On, deserved. Tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, Half the stuff in Fantasia. Yeah, that movie still right? scares that, me. That's, that's trippy as hell. <laughs> it's too much. I can't take that one. <laughs> We're all showing our age right now. I remember as a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like there's a scene in, in Fantasia as a kid. I'm watching that. And I'm like, it shows these, these centaur women. And I'm like, I see boobs in a cartoon. <laughs> what, what is happening? Like, this is weird. Uh, just Disney yeah. was very, the adults in the eighties were still as weird as we were. I mean, it's just a different generation of adults. But True. I wanted to spend a little time though, focusing on creativity and just like what happens us as a society when we stop creating things. And I mean, the idea that something like Mickey Mouse can be up for grabs and up for grabs by an AI just is wild to me, honestly. Yeah, well, we're already going through that, right? it stops creativity, though. Like, I, I think it changes creativity and forces us to think outside the box. I mean, that's across the board for AI. Like, we're... We're going to need to stop having these kinds of conversations where we're like, oh, no, students are going to use AI to cheat on tests. Like, no, no, we're going to need to think through different ways to test students. We're going to need to think through different ways to be creative where like it's just going to it's going to change the game across the board. So I don't know. I the graphic designers and the and the artists and the illustrators out there who are embracing AI and trying to find ways to use it to enforce their creativity are the ones that are going to survive. Cause if, if you're just going to sit there and be afraid of it, it's going to bowl you right over with, with Mickey driving the boat. <laughs> it's right, yes. over you. right. 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 I guess you'd like to think 
that maybe people wouldn't misuse AI and just be lazy, but we already know they people will. are gonna miss and so like people are absolutely gonna be lazy. But it like it doesn't mean that it it just might be a different kind of of creativity mm. that comes out of it. Like I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It levels the, it levels true. the playing field. Like it it has been interesting to see. I haven't played a ton with like the I've played a lot with with like ChatGPT. I haven't played a lot with any of the um like art AI tools or illustrative oh, yeah. AI tools, but I don't know. I think there's I think there's a creativity in thinking through like it's a different way of creating and it levels the playing field for people who like me are not like cannot draw anything, have no semblance of artistic skills can now Generative things with in, prompts, um, right? Photoshop yeah, is really you can, cool. Yeah, you can yeah. bring really your imagination, cool. right? The yeah. thing that's in your head, you can you can now channel that into existence through this yeah. thing, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's possibilities. I mean, it, it's certainly scary, and there's and I'm yeah. I'm sure it's going to change things, but I don't. It's yeah. it's still it's interesting. Yeah, and I I think stuff like this. I'm you know you talk about this iconic figure that's suddenly in public domain and they're like, well, there goes the creativity. Everybody's just going to riff on that. But I'm curious to see the creativity that comes from riffing on that. Yeah. I am too. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like these hor- like the last yeah. thing I thought of was <laughs> someone's going to have a, ho- a, a horror black and white video game with Mickey, like evil Mickey mouse trying to kill you like instantly. <laughs> and I think some of the best art throughout history is the, been the kind you don't expect. Yeah. Right. Something complete. Yeah. Something different that makes that moves you. It makes you think. And you're like, oh, my God, like, what is that? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, point. Pete. I, th- I mean, it does open a lot of doors, but it opens the doors for a lot of other creativity as well. I mean, yeah, there's g- certainly going to be all those people that will do some whatever they, they think. They can. I mean, we, we've, we've seen that. We've t- we touched on this uh, a few episodes ago about ChatGPT writing like books on Amazon, right? Uh, I mean, mm, yeah. sure, there's going to be those people that do that. But there's going to be a whole slew of, of of other people that are going to going to be really creative, and and I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Next topic. So the list of known associates of possibly the worst human being ever, as in Jeffrey Epstein, came out this week. <laughs> now there were some names on here that were already known, like Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, Andrew, and Bill Clinton. However, before the list even came out, certain people thought it was a good idea to leak names that may be on the list. This includes current John nominee for Worst Garbage Human, Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) saying on the Pat McAfee show that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be on this list. Now, Mm -hmm. most likely this is in response to all the jabs that the former Man Show host gave Rodgers about the COVID vaccine and various other baseless claims that Rodgers has said. Kimmel is known for sophomore humor, like pulling pranks on his own family members. And sometimes it's hard to decipher what he's saying, if, if it's humorous or actually just real. But everyone, whose side are we on? Jimmy Kimmel or Aaron Rodgers? And I'm not asking this to John. I'm asking this to Katie and Pete first. <laughs> well, hang on, because I, uh, I live entirely in the past, so I have not even looked at this list. Is he actually on the list? Or no, is he's he on. Jimmy on Kimmel's list? on the list. Okay. Just save myself before I say something really horrible. No, he ah, just libeled for no good reason. He was just like, yeah, he's probably on the list because he's kind of an asshole because he just doesn't like uh, him. But I, they've been they've been fighting in the public eye for at least six yeah. months, if not a year. Uh, well, I longer think, than that. I think if you're going to call someone out, then you're going to expect for them to come back at you, especially if, if you're both in the public if you're both in the public eye. That's uh, quite the leap to go to, though, right? Yeah. And, Right. If, if, if you're insulted enough by a comedian to stab at them that 
ferociously and, and risk, you know, defaming them. Like the comedian has won. Um, well, the comedian can also absolutely, he could take action against you. I mean, that that's a could. serious allegation. Yeah, I mean... He could be not funny about it and just go after right. you. Oh, Kimmel, <laughs> uh, during his monologue, what got very uh, animated and saying that he would take Rogers to court yeah. um, if, if, he, he kept, if he kept going the way he was going. Yeah, he certainly Sure. Could. I mean, I, I feel like the vaccine stuff, right? And was, was Kimmel's beef with Rogers about that? What was it... About like that's one thing, not, right? Right. I'm sure it was many other things, but, but he's like, just a weird human being. He didn't get the whole yeah. like like the dark room as either. Right. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, actually think that there's Jimmy a large Kimmel string has of been, things that have added up yes. with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I I think Jimmy Kimmel has really embodied all of John's thoughts. Like somehow John and Jimmy Kimmel are in <laughs> cahoots. You, you share yes. you share. A, a criticism of this. Okay, man. well then I'm on Team Jimmy's John, J- Team Jimmy John. J- team Jimmy John. Jimmy John. Jimmy John. Jimmy John. Uh, Jimmy John. Mm, <laughs> Jimmy John's not a sponsor. Jimmy John's not a sponsor. <laughs> hey, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I don't know. I think Jimmy Kimmel's pretty funny. I yeah. Also, one of those smart comedians, right? So he just jumped back yeah. right away. He was just like, "No, you're an asshole. This is li- <laughs> uh, This is libel, and yeah. you know, stop right now, or I'm going to sue." You. <laughs> stop. Right. What, do we do we have a favorite late night host right now? Oh. Actually, go, going right going back before I ask that, I do like how the uh, all of the late night hosts are kind of friends, and yeah. they did during during That's the true. the strike. They they tried doing that podcast all together. Um, well, which, I which was that. nice. I should have yeah. checked that out. That's well, nice. They couldn't um, <laughs> do any <laughs> new content or have any yeah, new actors yeah. on, right? And so. Well, That's they were true. all That's doing fine. it we for do a that. good cause. Like all the proceeds were were going back to their staff so that weren't yeah. working. So mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's refreshing. Uh, so anyway, yeah. do, do we have a favorite late night host? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Jimmy Fallon embodies the traditional late night host the best and has a ton of variety. It's just fun. Um, which I didn't expect, you know, when he started, I, I was like, oh my God, Stephen Colbert is taking over the late show. Like this is going to be a slam dunk, but I feel like his is not quite broad enough to where I need to be in the right mood for that. He has a particular audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Colbert is brilliant, but I just I feel like I'm, the Colbert show. I liked him as, as yeah, his outlandish yeah, crazy, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. His enactment of a very specific was on cable and not based and not uh, yeah. the local channels. Yeah. <laughs> I like John no, Oliver I, the best. I don't know if he counts. Oh, I, love John, yeah, I love John Oliver. Sure. I love John <laughs> Oliver. John yeah. Oliver, probably the best character on Community, by the way. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's fantastic. He's, I just, I like the self-deprecating 100%. humor. Oh, yeah. I miss Conan. Conan, yeah. yeah Conan was yeah. good, too. I miss Conan. I mean, yeah. he still has some stuff on... Well, he, he had his TBS fantastic. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to check into that. His Steph podcast and I, like, is so used to watch him all good. the time. His Here's a good podcast is- right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Only sponsor. reason he doesn't yeah. do his show is because his <laughs> podcast is just as successful. Like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's cheaper to do the podcast, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when you know everyone, you can get... He's like, <laughs> I have three full-time staffers. Every, yeah. Everybody shut up. And then I talk to all my friends. Exactly. Who was all of your is favorites that, as, a, as a kid? As a kid? Uh, Still yeah. Conan. I didn't really watch Late Night as a Conan, kid. <laughs> Conan then, Conan now. <laughs> uh, Letterman was mine. Just I liked his humor. I don't know if I really was like super into it. I think I started getting like more into Late Night when Jon Stewart t- was coming ah, into Ah, The Daily Show. Daily oh, show. yeah. Okay. Um, 
But I, yeah, I mean, I loved Co- I loved clips from Conan. I was more of an SNL person than uh, than a late night person. That's all right. They can coexist. They can co. Yeah, they, yeah. they can coexist. True story. I just got to say before we're done that Aaron Rodgers is a horrible person, and, <laughs> and like, this they almost is just made it. Let's circle back and this close is just that proof. <laughs> almost made it. Of, of just my in case anyone was not aware of what opinion. John's opinion on Aaron Rodgers is. Yes. <laughs> My we, year-long we opinion so far, of someone should take that bridge troll and throw him back under his bridge because I don't know what he's even doing. <laughs> Do you remember what happened with Sam Alden when a, after you went on, on your soapbox? Do you remember what happened with that? Do you, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised I if anything happened with Aaron Rodgers oh, now. Yeah. Let's get it going. <laughs> going, man. We got to save quick, the Jets. Does he play next year? You guys. Operation Save the Jets. I mean, he has to. They have to play him. They spent all this money and all this press he... and all this time. Yeah. The magic potion. No, because he's old. He's old and yeah. magic potions aren't real. Aaron, magic but, but potions aren't real. We saw it, though. It fell right out of his bag. It we was right in the field. Well we, well, we didn't see that it worked, though. Like, <laughs> True. I mean, we saw his magic potion that he thinks he's taking. <laughs> Unicorn <laughs> tears don't fix your ACL. I mean, yeah. it's just... No, no. Okay, did you see that? There there was like a a clip. Somehow, like Aaron Rodgers, like tripped or something, fell out of his bag, and I swear to God, it looked like a magic potion from the Legend of Zelda. Like it was like the spherical decanter that makes me like him just this much. (laughs) Like with the cork, like this. Perfect. I mean, I mean, if you're gonna be crazy, you might as well embrace unicorn tears and video game beliefs. (laughs) I mean, I'm in. Did you hear like the Mario level up noise? Yes. (laughs) he essentially guaranteed that he would play this season after getting an injury that takes people out for at least one if not more more than one season achilles at age 39 or four yeah what that's and he damning. got it probably one play into the first snap of a season where he took all the jets all fourth, the poor jets money and fourth play the jets were a, up-and-coming team the jets had all this young talent and he's like fuck it guys i'm aaron Rodgers. let's sell the whole boat will be great when i'm yep. here and then he didn't play the whole season the jets were terrible right. to be fair it wasn't aaron Rodgers fault that he tore his achilles mm, might have been the magic potion was though. it yeah <laughs> no was I, it, I think it was because he spent so much time doing all these pre-hype media things and blitzes sure. and they it's instead true. of stretching his achilles before yeah. the game but he, right. didn't let, he didn't let the scary defensive lineman uh, t- almost take his, his head no. off. It's Leonard Floyd, by the All way, right. former, let's, former Ram. Let's, let's move on. All right. Next topic. All right, so guys, congratulations. They've done it. They've invented cable television. We have reached the peak <laughs> of civilization. Um, with every streaming platform currently listed as unprofitable messes and some of them actually losing a lot namely Peacock being pleased with a $3 billion loss in 2023 and Max, the network formerly known as HBO Max becoming a complete actual lifeless mess with no top shows coming back till 2025 service bundling has actually become a thing again and so um the most notable service bundle that Mm. is out there right now verizon is offering a bundle of netflix and max with ads and apple and paramount are in talks to create a bundle and disney is opening uh content access to charter after a blackout this fall what are our thoughts about streaming bundles and where are we headed to consume our media in the future 
Uh, so I actually have the the Disney bundle with that has Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN, ESPN. Plus. Mm-hmm. Now I actually looked into this because I don't really use ESPN Plus at all. <laughs> I have been living looking into the pricing of this lately. I'm interested is, in your thoughts. It's like it's it's cheaper for me to keep them than to just get the new bundle yeah. of Hulu and Disney Plus because I also do the commercial free. So okay, they I have make to, it really have complicated. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. I looked into into bundling. The, so I I have annual packages for Disney and Hulu separately because I signed up for Disney back when John told me to, and there was like a uh, three, three year. Years, right? You got whatever. the super long so, cheap. Yeah. Thing. So la- I think it was last year I went just to their annual pricing, and I looked into ESPN, me but too. of course n- none of these services give me hockey, which is all that I want to watch. So I'm just, I have to go to the bar to watch hockey. So I, so, but I looked into it and it's like all of the, I don't know if you encountered this Mark, but like all of the, the bundle pricing was like, I right now have Hulu with ads and Disney plus without ads. And I was like, well, I would just like to know if I bundle them together, can I remove ads and pay the same price or slightly less? And it was next to impossible. Like it was like, do you want both of them with ads do you want both of them and ESPN? I was just like, I just want these two services without ads. What is the price for the annual price? It was like, nope. And then on the other nope. side, I have Netflix, which I've had forever. And I right now I'm paying for like all of my extended family to have access to Netflix. And they just <laughs> and they just finally locked down at Thanksgiving where they oh, I started getting the questions did. where it was like, are you? the main household. Do you think that you're the main household, Katie? And I was like, yes, I'm the main. You're so like, now I'm locked out am, of the Netflix yeah. account. Oh yeah. no. Wait, I'm your own Netflix account? Out of my own Netflix account. And I, so now I need to make a decision on Netflix. And so then I priced out Netflix and they are the only ones that only charge monthly. So you can't pay annual to save money. And they are literally like twice, if not three times the cost of every other service. So I've They're just been sitting here locked out of my account for about a month now thinking, I don't, I, I don't need this. So my plan is no to all of it. I'm, I'm entirely going to watch old movies on DVD and, and keep my Amazon prime is the only one that I think is worthwhile because I also get like the ability to choose to rent movies. If I want to, I get my free, um, I get my free shipping and all the other kind of Amazon perks that are outside streaming and all the other ones. I'm like every other one that I'm still actively paying for is like on trial right now. Okay, did you, like, get, did just, you, did you get your Amazon F off email where they said, even though you pay for prime. Yeah, oh I yeah. And I was going to ask most of the stuff on yeah. prime isn't yeah. free. The free stuff. Yeah, fun prime now ad supported yeah. but like we made yeah. some stuff people watch so now we're gonna join the club and i think that is probably the most messed up one because that really pisses it's me funny. off actually it's funny yeah, that pissed I, and me dane, off too. dane feels this way the same way as you i am actually not even kind of bothered by any of the ads like i'm i'm okay with paying less and getting ads i like what i don't want to have is I don't want to be, I just don't like the idea of being 
tricked. Like I Netflix makes me the most angry because they're like, you have to pay monthly. And originally we said you need to add on the highest level plan because you need multiple screens. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll pay you the highest level plan. I'll have multiple screens. And they're like, just kidding. Multiple screens doesn't mean that you can have other family members. Yeah, it's accounts, only multiple yeah. screens within your own house. And you're like, well, I don't need that. Like I, I, I just want this thing. And they're like, oh, well, if you want this thing now, it's five times the cost. Like, but yeah. no new yeah, programming. We have talked like, about same that. garbage programming. And, um, said in their in their investors meetings that they would lose daily streams because they were literally kicking people off the platform by doing yeah. this but they said yeah. we're gonna get yeah. more money because we're gonna they said they literally don't care. force yeah. people to pay for yeah they just don't give a shit yeah. they're just like yeah it's they fine totally yeah. which i'm normally not overly petty about but what's wild about netflix is they've decided that they're a movie studio and honestly yeah. movies coming out on netflix are amazing. Leave the World Behind, which was, by the way, produced by the Obamas, is incredible, an incredible Mm -hmm. film. And also, since Max doesn't want to be a network anymore, they have all the stuff on Max worthwhile watching. They have all the DC programs. They have all the things on Max that you would want to watch. It's on Netflix now. So I'm going to probably, if I hadn't just started watching Chuck with Jamie, I would probably have dropped Max already, but we're watching Chuck on Max. But yeah, anyway, I was going to say, mean, isn't isn't Max like having the great uh, migration of stuff from Max to other platforms now? Well, because they have no interest in being a network. They're just going to be Discovery yeah. Plus. I think the answer is if, if you don't. So like, I think, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place because I don't watch anything at all that is new. I'm like a good three years behind everyone else. Like I just mm. finished Ted Lasso. Yay me. Yay. <laughs> and great so show. like Congratulations. I'm way behind. Thank you. But I'm like I'm so far behind everyone else that I don't feel the level of pressure that a lot of other people do. I'm like eh, that's fine. Like I will pay monthly for whatever I need to be able to access whatever show I want to watch, binge watch with the family or movies that I need to to do, but I'm happy with my DVD collection and I'm happy like buying them or renting them on Amazon or like or like Peaches said, like they move from one platform to the other. So I'm like, yeah. well, whatever. I'll just wait it out until they move to the platform. Like my list is just so big that I don't, I don't know. I don't Jamie necessarily is so care. Well but I think you're right. It is when now. She wants cable. to watch something. She yeah, Googles it much. first. Yeah, it's just cable. Yeah, yeah sure. that's all it is. We reinvented it's it. So fr- it's back. Yeah. I um here's an interesting side effect of all this happening. So you could say a month ago, everybody's like, oh, physical media is dead. Well, all the chaos that's happening with the streaming services now yeah. is actually bringing this big movement for physical media to come back. It's like the yeah. vinyl revival. Yep. Right. And Best Buy, <laughs> like uh, on the heels of Best Buy discontinuing all their physical stuff. They said, nope, we're not doing it anymore. It's not worth it. Everyone's hoarding physical media now yeah. and demanding like writing letters to studios like demanding that they release shit on dvd and yeah. so or, or blu-ray or 4k or blu-ray whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah so glad i kept my uh, dvd player i know <laughs> I, I have my dvd player i just sold my parents vcr i'm like i'm in i'm in on wow, the there you old go. Form technology. i mean does the, the vhs club watch the movies on vhs because Nat, i feel like that Nat would be authentic i just got my i my had a vcr that died and i just stole my parents oh. vcr so now, now i'm back in but um there you go but yeah, I mean, you don't, the reality though is, is that you don't own any, uh, own quote unquote, sure. any of the, any of the services, any of the movies or TV shows or whatever that you buy on any of these platforms. Like at any point, Amazon or whatever else could be like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. The, the second they don't want to pay for hosting it, boom, it's yeah. gone. So there is something to be said for having, sure. I think the, the, 
you know, the actual DVDs or the yeah. or the VHS or whatever it is. I I don't know. I, got I have a lot st- of feelings about this right now. I've, I just, yeah, hey, so hey, much it's, money. It's fascinating. Like when you add it up, it's just, it's a lot. And Who's looking smart for not having it. Netflix, by the way? <laughs> yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark's, Mark. Mark's winning right the war. There with you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. He's lost the battle by it. missing out on Stranger Things, but he's Don't winning the it. war. Mark, you're still a monster. <laughs> I will say, I, I got <laughs> Steph um, for Christmas. Still a monster. Ti- they completely restored and remastered Titanic, did a digital ma- oh! 4K master of it yeah. on wow. a 4K Blu ray. It's freaking incredible. Right? We watched it. Oh my God, it looks so uh... good. Like, physical media is still, a, like, there's only, I'd say, Apple, to throw out names, Apple. TV is one of the only ones where the the bit rate is high enough in streaming where it actually looks close yeah. to like physical media. But man, yeah, that's a really good point. Some of those 4K Blu-rays they are, are by the way, straight looking. up making the best content. Blow, yeah, that too. They, they also got all the, the best writers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the best writers work for Apple. But next topic is out of time. Yes. Well, no, so. we haven't even started. So we found out that recently a door came off of a Boeing 737 Max 9 plane mid-flight <laughs> after taking off from Portland, Oregon. Now the door has been recovered and miraculously enough, no one was seriously hurt from that incident. It was later announced that the bolts may have been a little loose or even missing from the plane after a recent investigation from the National Transportation and Safety Board and United also inspecting some of the recently grounded planes. Now, this is not the first incident regarding these Boeing 737 MAX planes, as two of them crashed in October of 2018 and March of 2019. It was discovered that a safety protocol forced these planes to go down and that that they have recently uh, changed that. But, so everyone... Should the FAA allow for the Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes to fly again? And what will happen if uh, you happen to find out that uh, that's one of the planes that you're flying? In a way, I might be relieved if they've been reinstated and been through (laughs) thorough, rigorous testing and safety inspections. But uh, it is scary. Planes are... It's it's interesting because the the immediate response is that it's terrifying because when something goes horribly wrong with a plane, it's like it's a obviously a giant. Oh, yeah, deal. it's it's huge yeah. because it the, rarely happens. Because it rarely happens, and and the reality behind it is is that it is like so heavily like over the top crazy regulated that we are all way more unsafe in a car than we ever are in a plane. So I I don't know. I I will continue to feel safe flying i will continue to fly i i grew up with with family and friends who worked in aviation safety and spent a ton of time as a kid even on like stripped down airplanes and in and around faa regulations and i, I these things are going to happen oh. here and there but like the faa is is really fairly on top of of things and the fact that i think the fact that no one was hurt in this in this situation is kind of speaks to how safe the that's to talk to dad really about is. this but even Spe- even when things of, go crazy of your family i haven't talked to my dad yet about it but um but it, i was talking a little bit with dane about it about like the like what you know why so these weren't active doors these were door plugs and so you know these these mm. are airlines that actually have been trying to not fill the plane as full as they are legally allowed to fill it so they're giving okay. more space so they've actually blocked off these extra doors with plugs. So it's hard to say, you know, exactly what caused all the issues, but I don't know. I guess I'm going to continue to live in a world where I still feel as though airplanes are safe, even if they, even if they decide to not pull this particular airline, I, 
I mean, Boeing is something been, tells you they're not going to. Boeing is a huge Boeing corporation a, yeah. in the United it's States. It's a huge corporation, yeah. And they want to yeah. they want to compete with the Airbuses because that was one of the reasons why these Max mm-hmm. planes were kind of created. Uh, oh, okay. However, when when uh, I mean a few years ago when those planes went down, it was the 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 eight. Uh, version of of the Max. Uh, I mean, I was purposely looking like, oh, is this is this a Boeing Max plane? Oh, good. Then you, you you're absolutely right with the fact that incidents that happen on airplanes are not as do do not happen as often as as any any other kind of uh, transportation. However, to me, these Max planes, I think to me, I'm I'm very scared to ever fly on one ever yeah, again. Fair. Yeah. Ever again, because it just seems that these kinds of incidents should have been or, or, or events just should have been caught well in advance. I mean, yeah. it, it seems to that these they just weren't manufactured very well. And I while no one was hurt on this, I mean, what happens if someone was like walking in the aisle at the yeah. time that yeah, yeah. The, 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 the door ho- opened up? I mean, they may have been sucked right out of the airplane. Yeah. I mean, it tore yeah. a, shit, a kid's shirt off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I was going to say, is that, like, there was a kid that shirt literally flew out the side of the plane and said, like, it's a good thing I was wearing my seatbelt. The kid yeah. would have went flying out, too. Yeah. But the repercussions of shutting down these Max planes is going to be huge on the economy. So yep. something tells the FAA is not going to do that. Um, but I don't know. I, I personally will not feel safe on any of these 737 Max planes. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I it, the the FAA I is an organization like I, there are there are very few government organizations that I think are not smarmy to some level or you know like in it for themselves. I I and this may just be how I how I was raised or the world that mm-hmm. I grew up in, but I I feel like the FAA is one of those ones where there are a lot of eyes on it, and when things go bad, like it. They they hold a, a very high level of responsibility. So I sure. I think that they will make this right, whatever that means. I'm not I'm not super concerned that they're going to be stuck. I, I think you're right. I mean, Boeing's a huge company, and I think that they're you know the economy will hurt if they pull this airline. But I don't think that would stop the FAA from pulling this airline, if, uh, pulling this aircraft out of that out of rotation if they need to. Katie. Katie, being that we're at the end of this topic, and I'd like to use it to segue into something a lot more important, when your husband eventually has his pilot license in the next year, where are you going first? <laughs> Ooh, good point. So, um, selfishly, part of part of my <laughs> desire for Dane to have his pilot's license <laughs> is because I would really, really like to have um, a piece of pr- lakefront property somewhere in like either... Um, New Hampshire or Maine. So within, I don't know, you know, maybe like a five or six hour drive, but a couple hour flight yes, ma'am. Um, from where we are. So, and obviously having, even though it sounds completely bonkers, the, you know, we've been pricing out and taking a look at what the, what the cost is for us to be able to eventually have an airplane that we're able to keep somewhere. And hilariously, it would still be cheaper for us to own an airplane and, and buy a cottage that's very rural and kind of out of the way of somewhere than it would be for us to buy a cottage in you know, a popular, a popular, a more <laughs> popular place that we could drive to. So yeah. I'm so incredibly no, excited for this idea and to know the both yeah. of you, to be honest, that's incredible. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So and cool. I, it's just been, 
it's been just really like cool to watch him go, yeah, go through the entire process. I mean, again, it's like, it's something both he and I grew up with. We both had mm-hmm. parents, um, both of his. He just and, took the kids up my, recently, recently, right? He took the kids up recently, which was like super oh, exciting cool. for them. Um, and really, nice. yeah, I don't, yeah, it's just, it's really fun to, to watch. I, I grew up, as I said, kind of on, on airplanes. And so, yeah, and my dad, hilariously, my dad never ended up getting his pilot's license because he was too brash. <laughs> so they would not give him his license. So my dad went through, with, I got his aircraft mechanics license, but we have lots of friends who are, who are pilots and lots of, uh, extended family who, um, who have small planes or who have been kind of in that space. So, yeah, so it's cool, been man. really exciting. I'm excited. But yeah, nowhere to be nowhere I'm glamorous, to let's say, but lots of fun local places. Or maybe somewhere glamorous. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I guess you know. You got a plane, yeah. you can go wherever, you know, where, <laughs> however much fuel you got. It's true story. Let's try it. What, um, what, what planes does he fly? Oh my gosh. Like, you're just Cessnas or like other questions? I don't know. Uh, hey, Dane, type it, type it in the chat. I know you're still here. Yeah. Dane has been talking to us in the chat. Answer. Are Let they Dane big enough to fit one. to fit all all four of you? Yeah, so that's been that's been the the question. So it it adds on cost, obviously, mm-hmm. but the planes that he is looking at now would be ones that fit all four of us. The ideal plane would actually be one that fits six, so that we could actually mm-hmm. have four of us, the dog, and luggage. Oh, but <laughs> um, but yeah, at, at the moment, looking for ones that are. Uh, that seat four and he's Got been it. looking i mean my ideal like romanticized notion would be to get a float plane just because i think they're so incredibly cool huh. um, but so that's cool. obviously it's a different like certification to get a float plane and then there's other different kinds of planes that he's been looking at that again require like those are the ones that land on water right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so. do you need a certification that, for that? that'd be, that'd be convenient for the lake house that you buy yeah, yeah. exactly right yeah so right plan. <laughs> just come with it i don't know i've driven a boat it doesn't seem that hard by the way sure katie i want to do a lake house too that's there you go. All right. List. We're all in. We're going to get a big compound. And fly and then land and then boat our way to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I know a real Taylor. estate agent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Amazing. We can go by Tay-Tay's house, right, Mark? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking a little bit more removed <laughs> and much cheaper than what that, is, than what that one Rhode That Island. is quite the house, by the way. Steph and I walked, walk up as close as we could to that thing and holy shit, is it huge crazy yeah well right. she's got there you go dane answered you finally caught up it's time <gasps> mark looks so excited it's the final topic by the Jesus. way, I hear that on the radio, and I, I'll, that's all I hear is final topic. Now. Oh, yeah. Jesus, I love that. That makes me so happy. And You're so we're going to do one sports topic because uh, it won't be topical if we wait for it. In another story out of this wild NFL season, New Orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston decided to run a play out of victory formation that Saints running back Jamal Williams, who'd score his only touchdown of the season. Um, Jamal was essentially used as a fullback this season. and had zero scores and only 306 yards. And this is after a breakout season last year of 1,066 yards and seven touchdowns. A little bit this season, too, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Falcons coaches and the internet were pretty pissed. 
And Saints coach Jenis Allen um, publicly apologized for the action, saying it was directly against his play call. So, most of the Saints players, uh, including many of the stars like Alvin Kamara, went on their socials uh, for the act, saying, uh, in the end, it's a player's game. Um, what do we think about this call by Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints? Has Dennis Allen lost the locker room, and do they think there'll be any repercussions? I love this. So, was this, the, the, was this like Jameis Winston's call that like yeah, he was he, the he, one that yeah. decided to run the play? He went against the play call. This is this is the kind of shit that like this is the end of Rudy, right? This is like the the stuff at the end of the you, like the feel good movie where you're like this guy deserves it, and the coach is like, "What are you guys doing? This is not the plan." And they do it, and it works, and then the, he gets carried off the field, and the 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 you know everybody cheers, and the credits roll. Thank you for roll. making it relatable for me, Pete. I appreciate yeah. that. I can visualize <laughs> that. Moment. Right, we gotta we gotta accommodate so everybody is on the same page. So I I didn't actually see this. Did the play work? Did Jamal Williams score a touchdown? I mean, yeah, because they were in victory formation and the, and the and the Falcons weren't defending. They fooled the Falcons because <laughs> they faked victory formation and they're like, oh, they're just going to kneel. What the fuck? They're running. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so um, Jamal Williams didn't have any. I mean, he had he had a really good year last year. I mean, part of it was because Kamara was injured. Mm. The fact of it is they wanted him to get a touchdown. He probably had some sort of clause in his contract to make yeah, maybe some money bonus associated with it. Yeah some bonus associated. That's what happened. This last week was such, was so much bonus nonsense. Um, James Winston <laughs> got called out by uh, New Orleans reporters. Um, and literally there's a conversation that you can listen to. And he's asking him, do you feel good about this? And James Winston's like, yeah, it's a player's game. And we decided yeah. as a team and the, and the reporter really was trying to stick to his guns. He's like, well, you got to play these guys twice a year, every year. And if you're dicks to them, they're going to try to hurt you. There's, it's a real actual problem to like not be sportsmanlike. Well, it's probably also sure. more to the fact that Jameis went against the coach's decision to do that. And if the coach had no idea that that was going on, then that's another story. Uh, so if, if that is the case, Jameis Winston's not playing for the Saints next year. That's that's probably going to be a truth <laughs> fact. Uh, and and yeah. if that is the case, he's probably not playing for another team. So he's going to be... He's gonna mm -hmm. be blackballed, like uh, kind of like Colin Kaepernick uh, was for uh, for a while. That's unfortunate. Uh, that's yeah. it is unfortunate. Um, but I, and is is it going to be worth worth him to do that for from now on? Probably not. Uh, is he going to get another opportunity to play in the NFL? We'll see. Uh, the consensus of the players and his teammates is that he was a great teammate for making this call. So it's just like you really don't know what's going to happen. But the idea of it is. I mean, they beat the poor, sad Atlanta Falcons by 30 points last week of the season, yeah. you know, and they were already up by 25. So it was just little, a little bit of a kick in the balls. Oh, absolutely. In, in terms of, right, Jameis Winston's reputation after this, it's, you know, I heard them say it's a player's game. Like, come on. But unfortunately, it's an owner's league and it's, yeah. right. So now, you, like you said, Mark, he's at the mercy of, finding an owner or a coach or, or GM that said, you know what? I really liked that. And if they don't, yeah, he might be done. <laughs> like, right. There's a better way for them to go at it. Like I, I get yeah. it. Uh, what, what, what are you at least trying run, to do? Run it but... by the OC first or something. Yeah. And if there wasn't enough time to do that, you know, that's mm -hmm. a possibility. Maybe it was just a spur of the moment thing, but you right. know, you, you got, you got the OC or the head coach, in your and uh, actually, I don't know. Is it two way radio or is it? Can I don't you know. Hear them. That's a good question. And, and there's even limitations on how much they can hear. Like they they only have that mic live for I think the first fifteen or twenty seconds of the huddle or of the play clock. 
Mm. There's so many rules. Okay, here's another analogy though. This is totally <laughs> like, this would be like um, someone in SNL going off the teleprompter or off the cue cards. <laughs> and Lauren Michaels, Lauren Michaels off stage with Sinead O'Connor yeah. tearing up a picture yeah. of the Pope. You, you see Lauren Michaels off stage going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. It's a big stage. The NFL is one of the biggest stages in the world. And yeah. to to go off script like that, like Mark was saying, it's that's a, that is a big deal. So I, I do see that side of it, I guess. The part of it that matters, too, is that is it sportsmanlike or unsportsmanlike? Because it's both. Right. And so yeah. some players really love you for it. But those are the players that benefited from it. Like some players really hate you right. for it because you made yeah. them look stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. All all those Falcons are going to remember that for probably the rest of their <sighs> careers. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Like <laughs> like James like, Winston's going to need some protection. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. They're going to try to kill him. <laughs> there is going to be a guy Wait, who's a linebacker on that squad who's going to probably go headhunting, and uh, it just is what it is, right? But this is oh I shoot! Think, right. I think James has to be Saints, afraid yeah. for his life, like off the field too. <laughs> Like just seeing these guys Maybe. like at, at the club or something like that, and they're, I mean yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take his head off right there. He's gonna have yeah, his posse club. though. He's like so his old linemen are gonna surround him at the at the bar. Hey, that's that's the only way that Can I we think just he should ask go ourselves though how much of a posse <laughs> yeah. Jameis Winston has. Does Jameis Winston have a posse? Does he have like I mean, some friends? Like he's not. He very probably good. has a posse. He has more of a posse than any of the four of us have. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. James Winston, Pete. for those that don't remember, got in trouble at Florida State for um, for, for possible sexual assault, and Ooh. he had a posse back then. I don't remember. So, that. okay. Oh yeah, that Mark does not wait, forget wait, wait, those wait. kinds of things. <laughs> so he's always <laughs> Mark has noted that in his notebook. Who was the QB that asshole. had a hot tub in his room? That was after Winston, right? A hot tub in his room? Yeah, I don't know. That sounds it's like a, a really Joe random thing. fact. It's really random. <laughs> fact I remember that. Like no, I remember that. Like his, his college dorm, he had a hot tub in the in their room. I don't know. I don't know I if mean, that's Winston not really against the rules. <laughs> no, it's not. But like, it's just kind of that mentality of like, you know. I do what I want. That dude had a hot tub, Pete. Steph Katie, found my phone. Katie, I'm just excited. Yeah, it was on the bed the whole time. Katie, I'm just excited that you made it the whole show. That's amazing. Yeah. I did. Yay. But I, yes. I'm at, I'm over time. Well, well guess what? <laughs> well, it's okay because we're at time. Yay! We're at time. John, you ready? <laughs> uh, no, John, remember, do uh, not start probably. the music until Marcus thanked All Katie. Right. So that has been our eight <laughs> topics. We would like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Katie. Yay, thanks for having me. Thanks, Katie. Cue music. Please thanks, subscribe Katie. to us by clicking that little bell or follow or like us on our socials at If These Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and TikTok. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com. This is Mark Pesci for my partner, John Companion, producer Pete Steffen. That's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. If these balls